Jeremy Robruck is a speaker, teacher, author, and catalyst on a mission to empower people of all ages so that they never feel as if they can speak up for themselves and own their belief systems. He works with men, women, and families to help them speak up and own their voices. And he also works with entrepreneurs, helping them with their mindset. Now, I really, really enjoy this conversation because Jeremy, like myself, has two very interesting passions. He's a martial arts master, and he's also super passionate about personal development and helping create an impact in the world by helping people, entrepreneurs, families, have better relationships with their belief systems. As you probably know, I created and taught a personal development through martial arts program for six years, and it was really refreshing to see somebody else who has these two big passions in his life. Without further ado, let's dive straight into it. We're here with Jeremy. Welcome. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome to the podcast. Very happy to have you here. Um, and I got excited when uh, you were recommended to, you know, um, to be a guest on the show because I noticed your martial arts background and uh, like I was mentioning before we started, we have a lot of things in common. Um, I have a martial arts background myself, you know, I taught for six years and here we are coaching people. So I'd love to know like a bit about your journey, like how, what inspired you to pick up martial arts and how did you transition into coaching? Well, the, the, that's a great question. And uh, so, yeah, I had a train wreck of a childhood, uh, went through some abuse at five and six. And so some very unresourceful, negative places for a very long time. But I've always been interested in metaphysics, existentialism. Uh, I did a lot of cross-cultural religious studies as a kid on my own before the internet, because I'm old enough to, to have done that. And like you know, had the, the encyclopedias in the basement. So I went through those. And um, so I've always been kind of interested in mindset, philosophy, Buddhism, Taoism, Confucianism, like a lot of different isms. And when the opportunity presented itself at 20, I started doing martial arts. And the system I study is called Shaolin and Wing Chun. And so Grandmaster Benny Ming is my instructor that we've been researching for decades. That is and so, so we went, yeah, well, you do Wing Chun too, right? I did. I saw yeah. what, who, what family? Um, Gary Lam, and okay, he was yeah, uh, Wong Chung Lung. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wong Chung Lung is my sibako, my older uncle. Uncle, um, uh, uh, Philip mm, is over in Hong Kong right now. He's in a bunch of movies, so he's one of the last students of Wong Chung Lung, and yeah. uh, based out of, out of uh, uh, Chicago is his family, and they do they do uh, Choi Lai Fat. So they have yeah. Choi Lai Fat and Wing Chun, and now he's making movies. And uh, it, isn't he, guy. isn't he the guy that played Bruce Lee in like the most recent Bruce Lee yes. movie? Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's a friend of mine. And then I've met, we had um, Sifu Gary, we had him out to um, the Wing Chun Museum once upon a time uh, here mm -hmm. in Dayton, Ohio. And so, yeah, we, we know him. He's a, he's a real solid guy, uh, clear level headed from what, you know, what I knew of him and what I've seen of him. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so from our perspective, as you look at the origins of the art coming from Shaolin, the, the whole study of, of Shaolin Kung Fu, it, it's, it's an outgrowth of Chan or Zen. And it's the idea that mindset is everything, right? And so the, the monks, instead of reading sutras and reading books, they punched each other and kicked each other and choked each other. Because there's a level of honesty when you punch someone in the face 
And when you can receive that punch and redirect it or interrupt it, you don't take it personal because it's just an expression of energy. And as you understand kind of impact, you know, we talk about impact in business, we talk about impact in life. Well, fighting is the most direct form of communication. Here's my point. Wham. Oh, I see your point. Here's my counterpoint. Wham. You know, we're, we're beating on each other. But then, well, the only reason I get hit is because I had an opening. Just like with kids, the only reason your parents are going to yell at you is because you're doing everything they asked exactly the way they asked. That's why they're yelling at you. Oh, no, there's something you miss. You, you missed. There's something you didn't do quite or take or whatever. Now, whether they should be yelling at you or not, it's a whole different conversation. But your parents are giving you this feedback. What can you do with it? And so we can start changing mindsets. And so that's kind of how, as I started martial arts, I started my Kung Fu journey. Like I looked at the dynamics of how people interact and the energy flow, it's all the same stuff. And so as you improve your mindset, it's easier to improve skill set, attitude, everything. And so how could you not like coach people and how could you not like just nudge this? Well, this is interesting. Have you tried it that way? And just making those little tweaks, the quality of life improves. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, something interesting when I was teaching, like the only place where I felt comfortable in the world was in the school <clears throat> and teaching. I felt safe. Mm -hmm. But the problem was I couldn't stay there. <laughs> I mean, right. you got to go at home at some point, at some point, right? right. So my mindset as uh, uh, you know a Wing Chun Sifu was pretty good, but my personal mindset was crap, right? I mm -hmm. like my confidence was, you know, below the floor, and um, I just couldn't connect with people, and it was really really hard for me. And what I was really working on was aligning those two identities, right? Bogdan with Sifu. Right. So um, that was a big challenge for for myself, right? Have you right. found that or like was, have you also gone through a similar path? Well, I started young enough. Um, I was 20, but I had, you know, mentally, emotionally, I wasn't, I was very defensive in a lot of negative places. So I was yeah. open to like learning and improving everywhere. And with our particular approach, as my, as my physical skill set improved, my mindset began to join it. Because yeah. basically, we look at, you have what are called technicians, and, and the technicians are focused on the technique, and here's how to do, and here's what to do. And they're very like, like mechanical, and they can be very competent, and they can be very dangerous fighters. But like you said, it, they're separated, right? Because how I'm doing here is different than how I'm doing there. So a practitioner, the mindset of a practitioner is every moment of my life becomes a part of my Kung Fu, part of my mindset training. Everything is training. How I interact with people, how I, how I show up or I don't, how I play, how I talk, my, my sense of self, fear, anxiety, all that stuff. Every, every impact of energy, whether it's driving or dating or raising kids, any exchange of energy can become a vehicle to growth. That's a practitioner's mindset. So then mm -hmm. there's no on the floor, off the floor. There is only the floor because everything is always a chance to show up. And if I don't, I can learn. And if I do, I can learn because it's all just energy impacting and flowing and rippling. And so because of that shift, the technician versus the practitioner, right? In the old Chinese, it'd be kun su tai ji, which is the fighting disciple. That's the kun su, the fist skill. 
Kinsa Daiji. Then there's the Salfa Daiji, which is the cultivating. So now I don't, you know, fist is fighting and they're, they're focused on the technical skill, but then the Salfa cultivating, it's like the whole person matters. And that was mm. more the original nature. That's why Shaolin, warrior Buddhist monks who study compassion, wait, warrior, compassion? How does that work? Well, because you have a right to exist too. And so fighting is a vehicle I'm gonna express, here's my boundaries. I'm not gonna go out of my way to hurt you, but then I'm not gonna let you come into my boundaries to hurt me. Because if mm -hmm. I care, I care about myself as I care about you, it's about them. And so that's that practitioner mindset. So yeah, the, the, the way Grandmaster Ming approached it and the research we did in the system, the caliber of the person absolutely matters just as much as the skill set of the weapon system. It's a both and instead of an either or. So if you've got a personal problem, your steeple is going to be like, hey, what's going on? Because that can be used to, to take advantage of you. You've got to deal with that. And not everybody appreciates getting called to accounts off the training floor. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like when I decided to combine the two, like the personal development and the martial arts, I noticed this huge gap um, because like looking back, what I was teaching in terms of personal development was what I needed to learn. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I, I kind of like embrace this, you know, it feels a bit like a, a bit of imposter syndrome, but I realized that the best way to actually learn something is to teach it because my Wing Chun became better when I started teaching it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I took this idea of teaching personal development and ran with it and it paid a lot of um, a lot of dividends. Um, and so what I was trying to say is that there's a big focus in terms of the martial arts, the technical side, but not enough focus in, okay, so you have a lot more willpower, right? Or you're a lot more disciplined, but how do you specifically use that to get promoted at your job? How do you specifically use that to have better relationships? How do you specifically use that to lead in your business, right? So right. I'm, I'm feeling like there's a very, very similar um, situation in business as well. There's a lot of focus on the, the uh, strategies, but so what? Okay, you found the strategy, you made it successful, uh, made a bunch of money, but your relationship, your emotional intelligence is still that of a five-year-old kid that got hurt, right? Right. So where's the guidance in that? Well, you know, guidance is listening to people like you, right? Who have these fine distinctions, right? So mm -hmm. what do you feel like, what does emotional maturity for an entrepreneur, what does that mean to you, right? Specifically, how do they know, okay, this is what I need to work on? So I think the process of maturity is the ability to see yourself inside and outside and other people simultaneously, mm -hmm. right? So as you gain maturity and a situation doesn't work out the way that you want, you don't fall into fault and blame and guilt and shame. Yeah. And instead you go, what happened to produce this result and what could be changed? How did we arrive at this? And you say, we, not they or I, because that's a separation. It's, it's how did we arrive at this and what could I do differently? I mean, there, there's a concept, um, I got it out of, I think, the good to great. And it was a level four leader. When things go right, they look in the mirror. I did that. When things go bad. They look out the window and say, it's everybody else's fault. A level five leader reverses that. And when things go right, they look out the window and say, it's because I had a good team. And when things go wrong, they look at themselves and say, I didn't lead properly. I could have shown up more powerful. And so that sense of maturity is that taking of responsibility, the ability to choose a response to serve self and others to mutual benefit. 
So whenever it's a win-lose, lose-win, it's a takesers game, then there's room to grow and mature in there. Because in society, in nature, anything that just takes and takes and takes, eventually it ceases to exist because it doesn't flow back. There's got to be a continuity and an energy that goes in and out. You've got you've to receive and give. Yes. If it's just take, 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 that's not going to be sustainable. Yes. Yin and yang, right? Just like fighting. If you're just hitting, yeah. you're so easy to control if your mind is like, let me hit, let me hit, let me hit, let me push forward. Yeah. So easy to absorb and redirect and, you know. Yeah, the aggressive fighter, they get lucky with a hit, but they're the easiest to manipulate and guide. The assertive fighter is the one you get scared of because they take the opportunity that presents itself, but they're not greedy and they're not afraid. Mm. They're just really clear <laughs> on what and when and why they act. And those are the people that are hard to get off their game because they're much more decisive and present. And that's a scary person to deal with. Impatient. Oh, yeah. They're just waiting <laughs> for you to make a mistake. Yo. Mm, I love it. Um, how did you decide to become a parenting coach? Like, I, that, uh, there's like huge leap from martial arts to parenting. Nah, because I focused on families and kids and I saw the same patterns in families year after year after year and it wasn't complicated yeah. stuff. It was parents that they loved their kids, but they just had like bad skill set. Yeah. Right. When you have a kid who they've shifted from a child brain into a teen brain, they need influence. They need rapport. They need guidance, not judgment, not because I said so, not sitting on top and squishing down. So positional authority only works for so long. But once a kid shifts into a teenager, and that can happen. I, I did it at five. So a five-year-old with a teenager's awareness is the danger. And, and you, you just start noticing things you're not mentally and emotionally equipped to handle, but you're aware of things. And so guiding that awareness is always easier than tamping it down. Because you've got a kid asking you certain questions, just telling them not to ask it. You're too young. Don't worry about it. But the fact they're asking, it's already in their consciousness. Yeah. So they're going to get their answer. And if it's not from you, it's somewhere else. So if you don't enter into this conversation, you're going to lose your kid to some other influence. And so I saw these patterns and like, it, it's not complicated. There's just a couple of variables to figure out. And once you've got that, you can create what, what I call win-win games. You get to feel warm, big and happy. I get to feel warm, big and happy. And then we move forward. So it's win-win or no deal as much as possible. Cause there are times when, you know, just the, the other day, my daughter didn't get her snack at school. So she got off the bus and she had a meltdown. And the kids were singing and she didn't want to sing because she was nervous, but then she wanted to sing, but then she had to get off the bus. And so she missed her opportunity. So now she's on the ground and she's crying and she's reaching towards the bus that's driving away. And the, but like, we didn't know she didn't have the snack. So we just see the reaction. It's like, babe, get a deep breath. It's okay. You'll have another chance. The world hasn't ended. You know, calm down. It's cool. We got this. Just walk with us. And we had to help her like, She's seven, help her learn to regulate her emotions, which is a skill. But us yelling at her, get up off the floor. What's the matter with you? Stop yelling. That's not going to help model compensation strategies. It's going to model more resistance and more anger in her because we're throwing it at her too. Yeah. Versus take a deep breath. Dude, we got this. It's cool. If you could be your own best friend, like if you had a best friend doing this, what would you say? Can you say that to yourself? Like we're helping her strategize how to get herself out of her own pit, help her find her own resourcefulness. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> so, but that idea, win, win, or no deal, does that work in business? Yes. Relationships? Yes. Marriage? Yes. Yourself? Yes. Parenting? Yes. So, so that, again, that's, that's the wisdom I key in on is, can you use it in lots of contexts? Do more of that then. Mm. Yeah. 
you know love yeah. that love that i you know i was reluctant to start a uh course for kids and you know because i knew that okay we're gonna make a lot of progress in the school but guess what they're gonna go back home mm -hmm. and it's like okay what you know was the point then and you know we're so hard and then for what so the only time i had a course for kids parents brought their kids and at the end of the uh you know the seminar the workshop i just signed up both the kids and the parents right yeah yeah well i would do an interview with the parents why do you want your kids in martial arts like yeah. what do you want them to achieve it's not this is not a hobby you're just going to come in drop them off and you're going to go do something else it's what's the outcomes because we're here to change lives right yeah. the, the principles of black belt modesty courtesy integrity perseverance self-control indomitable spirit that's my baseline what else do you want for your child yeah and then we can we can build that but now I, I know kind of what matters for the parents. I want my kid to have more discipline. I want them to get chores done. I want them to do better in school. Cool. We'll make that happen. And because I knew what I was doing, I also have training in hypnotherapy, neurolinguistic programming. So I understand how people build their model of the world internally. So I can put things into class. We will deliver on that. I'll get your kids excited to do chores. And then here's how I'm doing that. And so that's, that's really where I wrote my book was just, as I'm coaching the parents how to perpetuate this stuff, well, let me just document it. And so I wrote this book. And so it's got all these tools that they work. And I guarantee the book because I've tested it at that point, 17 years now, over 26 years. But, but all of this stuff works because it gets into the psychology and it's supported by physical, mental, emotional, mindset, attitude. It, it just works. Do these things. You'll get a more amazing kid and you'll have more fun doing it. Congratulations, you win. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, just like you mentioned, it's the same with like either being a parent or being a parent or a leader, you know, there's this temptation temptation of saying, oh, my kid did this, my kid did that. But when you say, okay, you know, maybe I can look in the mirror sometimes and see like, what are my weaknesses right now? And that's uncomfortable, right? But <laughs> yes, what's what choice do we have, right? Awesome. Um, and now you're working mostly with parents or entrepreneurs? Yeah, yeah. I've been focusing more on, on adults that are kind of just, just crushing it in certain areas of their life, but they're not fully integrated. So um, the work I do, I, I go into like trauma and I go into unresolved stuff, childhood wounds, parent mother wounds, and resolve that stuff, usually one conversation. Um, yeah. People will come out more integrated and healed. And then we can build some cooler stuff on that. So I'm doing that with individuals as well as couples um, because uh, I just worked with a couple that was probably a couple of days away from the husband pushing for a divorce. And now things are firing on all cylinders and they're understanding each other again in a way they never have in the 13 years of their marriage simply because I have a different skill set, and I don't play fault, blame, guilt, shame. So if it's not somebody's at fault, somebody's to blame, somebody should feel guilty, somebody should be shamed then there's some other reason for this, which means it's just a pattern, which means it's replaceable. Yeah. And it's not you're a bad person or she's a bad person. It's you both are getting your needs met in different ways that are just misaligned and you're crashing into each other, create the alignment and everything goes together smooth, we win. And that is so meaningful. That is, that is so powerful. Um, you know, I consider myself to be a good coach, right? 
pretty good coach. Um, but I had a lot of relationships, you know, relationship issues. And it wasn't until we actually hired the relationship coach to dive deep and have conversations with both of us mm -hmm. that we allowed ourselves to, you know, align and, and fit. And our relationship, you know, has drastically improved since then. So, you know, I can honestly say that it had a huge, huge impact in, yeah. in ourselves because no matter how hard I tried to coach my significant other, doesn't really work, right? No. <laughs> Works now, right? Right, because your partner's open to it. Now she is, but I'm also yeah. being a lot more mindful because I was entering her house without permission, right? Mm. And trying to coach her without permission. And then when I realized oh, yeah. I was doing that, like, okay, this isn't cool, right? So no. now I asked her, hey, would you like some insights in that sense? Would you like me to listen to you? What, what would you prefer yeah. right now, right? So it's totally different. Yeah, consent is such a beautiful thing. <laughs> Not just when <laughs> it, it comes to sex. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. But that's exactly it, right? <laughs> and that's like you don't, you don't, you don't coach without permission ever. And I'm a hypnotherapist, so I can like go in and I can monkey with stuff really, really fast, but never without permission. This is not something I do to someone. It's something I do with them and for them. But always permission first. And it's always the yeah. question: Hey, could I share a perspective on that? You can, you can take it and you can throw it away if it's meaningless. I'm fine either way. This yeah. is just a perspective because I don't know that I'm right. Right. I, I, I know I'll admit when I'm wrong, but I'll never say I'm right. And I will say when you're right, but I'll never say when you're wrong. Cause I don't mm -hmm. know that you're wrong. I just know you have your perspective. Have you considered these other things? And so that's a looser frame. And because I don't think I'm right, I don't believe I'm right. I just have a perspective based on these experiences. I can grow and change and shift also. And so it's, it's easier to adapt, but yeah, coaching your significant other without permission is never good because they know they've seen the, the, the behind the stage you and when you mess stuff up and you lose your temper and um so it's hard to have that rapport or that influence because they're like oh yeah well your poop smells too yeah you're right so that's getting that outside reference is helpful to bridge those gaps um i just shared i have a coaching group that i that i work with and friday mornings which is when we're recording this we did a call this morning and we talked about the jahari window which is the you know you have the, the two, two qualities here and two qualities there and you create four perm permeabilities. So there's the self that you know and the self that you don't know. And then there's the, the, the self that others see and the self that others don't see. And that mm -hmm. creates four possibilities because what you know and what you share, that's one, one version of you. Right. What you don't know, but you share is the blind spots other people see in you. Mm, and so when you're trying to coach your significant other, they see your blind spots and they're poking you in the blind spots and you're going, that's not me. And they're like, it's totally you. And now the both of you are out of rapport and now you're in conflict. But then there's the part of us that we know about ourselves. We never show anybody. That's the facade that we project. But then there's this fourth box that we don't know about and other people don't know about. And that's our untapped potential that only shows up when we put ourselves out of our comfort zone. Because then we can find new resources. I didn't know I knew that. I didn't know I loved that. I didn't know that was so cool. Yeah. Which is why we encourage our kids to try new stuff. Because you don't know if you're going to like it till you try it, right? So just put some. And so those four those four possibilities kind of exist simultaneously. And so it's like, where am I choosing to operate? Just the awareness of it allows you to kind of submit to the process and kind of just let it happen and go, oh, 
Yeah, no, that is a part of me that I don't like showing, but yeah, you're right. When you can tell your partner they're right, builds a lot of rapport and trust. Cause like, you know what, you're right. I hadn't thought of that. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, and it's definitely a process. I mean, um, for the majority of my life, I always saw myself worse than other people saw me. <laughs> yeah, right? just you. Nobody else does that. No, I'm, I just, <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one. I, I, I <laughs> yeah. claim ownership for this uh, situation, for this unique situation. But um, it was scary to kind of mm. align the two, like really scary. Because like in, in your mind, in your subconscious mind, you think like it comes with responsibility. And yeah. it does. It comes with huge responsibility because, yeah. you know, you have no more excuses. No, you know, I'm not that good. And people are like, no, you're that good. So start showing up the way right. that you are, right? right. Um, but the illusion is that you cannot handle the responsibility. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the facade, right? It's the thing you're like, but I don't, I don't believe I can. Yeah. Yeah. But push comes You're just keeping show. yourself safe. Yeah. And, and if we all stayed safe, we'd all still be wearing diapers and crawling everywhere, sitting in our own filth. Congratulations. Doesn't sound very safe. Yeah, but that's like learning to poop is like a complicated <laughs> process. And learning to walk is a complicated process. Safer to crawl, but it's slow. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so how long have you been working with the entrepreneurs? Like when did you decide, Hey, you know what? Maybe entrepreneurs can uh, also use my gifts. Mm -hmm. um, I've been working with people in a variety of circumstances for 26 years. I've focused in more and more on business owners, probably in the last five years, um, more specifically and be more select because Honestly, I'm looking for kind of train wreck situations. I want people that are like, this is impossible. I'm never going to get out of this. I just had somebody message me about, you know, well, you're going to have your hands full this situation. And I'm like, hey, bring it. I'm excited. Like I'm confident and I'm competent, but I'm also curious. So what leads you to that feeling that this is such a big deal? Because maybe it's not. Maybe that's just your perspective and your self-fulfilling prophecy because you mm -hmm. think it's a big deal. You're making it a big deal when actually it's really simple. I don't know because I don't know the situation yet, so I'm curious. But I have a, a pretty good set of tools that I that I really enjoy, and I guarantee my one-on-one -on -one work. So let's go play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, that's a very, very good situation to be in because it's like when you reached that point of I have no idea what to do anymore. That's very transformational, right? Mm -hmm. Like in that situation, one insight is exceptionally valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's when they've done everything they can possibly think to do. Now they're open to yeah. new strategies and stuff that that couldn't possibly work. Well, everything you've done so far has done what so far? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So what are you going to lose if you try it? Nothing. Okay, cool. You might That's lose cool. the pain that you're in because you already know the hell you're in, right? Okay. So when would now be a good time to try something new? Probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So here's a question for you. If you could only share one principle from mm -hmm. martial arts, right? For business owners, what would that principle be? Uh, appreciation. Right. And it seems like let's, let's wait, how do you go fighting into appreciation? But whenever anybody takes a position on anything, 
they've now committed their energy and their resources and their resolve to some perspective or some form of action, right? And fighting a punch, a kick, a choke, a tackle, a sweep, a feint, a bob, withdraw, they've committed their energy to something. Thank you. Because now we can play. Now there's an energy flow. Because if they're totally 100% neutral and there's no movement, no vacillation, no nothing, and they're completely non-committal, you can't work with that, right? Because you've got a spark. I got a, in, 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 in uh, Wing Chun, we call it a mansao. It's an asking hand, right? Because the whole concept, I'm going to bridge from my reality to your reality. I need some sort of energy flow. I need some sort of a bridge. So when I show up and I appreciate what you're doing, it makes it easier for me to stay in a resourceful place, a creative place. And thank you. Thank you for that point of view. Thank you for that perspective. I can appreciate it and not agree with it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that punch. I'm going to answer with a kick. Thank you for the punch. I'm going to answer with a pull. Thank you for that punch. I'm going to redirect and counter on the same line. Thank you for the punch. Kinsu Kin, I'm going to punch your punch and cut your line. I'm going to hit you. And the angle you went to hit me, I'm going to hit you on the same angle. Thank you. And every time they try to make you mad, you say thank you and you genuinely mean it. It's the funniest thing to watch when someone's trying to piss you off and you just refuse and you, you're just not going to give them that power over you and you stay appreciative because then mm -hmm. they just piss themselves off more and more and more and they make bigger mistakes and they get more, you know, bigger motions. They get easier and easier to read and guide and control and to influence because they're just telling you more and more about where their pain points are. Fantastic. Thank mm -hmm. you. Because my goal is to create harmony. I can already see people in your gym saying, why are you thanking me and hitting me at the same time? Stop it. Like, <laughs> but you gave make me up your Thank mind. You. Thank you. No, you gave me the door. Thank you. You opened it for me. They're like, what? Just look, here's the angle. It's the idea. If I become the angle of your attack, you can't hurt me because I am you. Mm -hmm. They're like, what? Right? So think about in business, when someone's giving you resistance of why that can't possibly work, they're telling you where their problem is. Exactly. And so now if you have the creativity, you can just follow that same line of thought and you can unravel it and you can solve their problem. You become most favored nation because, oh my gosh, you're like a miracle worker and you've transformed everything. Uh, Jay Abrahams is a very famous business coach. And you know one of the stories he likes to tell is when he's going to work with a new client, he just sends them a ream, so 500 pages of testimonial letters. He doesn't do any marketing, doesn't do any advertising because he's worked in so many industries. Right. But what he does is he'll take ideas from one industry and transfer it into another, and it's transformative because no one's ever done it that way before, right? Because right? it comes from over here. So you stand out in the marketplace, congratulations. And that ability to be a wizard is, is the more context you can operate in, and the more you can stay creative and resourceful and appreciative, then the easier it is to create magic. And we all have that ability within us, but to go back to your point, it starts, we gotta be honest with ourselves. And we gotta own it. Good, bad, or sideways. Where are we at? Own that, and now we can build. Yeah, and I think also, you know, being not just okay, but actually falling in love with your reality right to kind of tie mm -hmm. it with the with what you just mentioned it's like if you constantly live in the future of i'm going to get the school doesn't matter how successful you are that's not success mm -mm. yeah we it's call not. it be happy but not satisfied so yeah that you can actually you can savor the moment otherwise you're living in the future you're never here and everyone can feel it yeah yeah because you're next 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 somebody somebody said it really well it's like being being full 
but still feeling hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, beautiful. Well, this was this was interesting. I uh, really enjoyed, you know, another uh, you know, quote unquote maniac who's taking <laughs> martial arts principles and uh, teaching business owners. Hey, you know what? If, if, you know, a punch is the most honest thing you can do. Punch in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And and as business owners, we've had times we want to punch people in the face, clients and customers and team members and suppliers and own that energy. Man, I want to punch you in the face. I'm not going to, but God, I want to. All right, cool. Well, let me find out if he does martial arts first and then I'll punch him. <laughs> That's always a good question. <laughs> Beautiful. Jeremy, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, where it's, what's the best place for people to get in touch with you? Um, easiest is Facebook. That's where I'm the most active. And they can also go to jeremyroadruck.com. I'm the only me in the internet. There's only about 300 roadrucks in the world. So uh, easy to find. Yeah, I just Googled you and uh, your your website just popped up. First one. So um, there we go. Yeah, you're doing a lot of, you're doing something right in terms of SEO. In that yeah, sense. Well, that's all my wife. She does a lot of that side of things and she's much mm. more the business brain. Like she's much more structured and task oriented and I'm just kind of throw everything out there and see what sticks. So it's a really good balance. Yeah, props to her. Yeah, so Autumn, you got some props. Cool. There we go. She's on the other side of the table. <laughs> Love it. I'll post a link uh, in the description for your Facebook and also your website. Uh, appreciate you and uh, looking forward to having you again. Sometimes. Yes, sir. I am here to help and, and, you know, anything I can do to be a resource, I love to serve. It lights me up. You know, I know you and I both have a kindred spirit of seeing people in a difficult place. They think it's the end of the world. And we're like, no, nah, that's the coolest place to start because it's a doorway to a whole new world. Yeah. Right? The, yeah. the one thing I would leave for you and, and more for your audience, what if the start of a breakdown was really just the beginning of a breakthrough because the old order has to fall apart to be replaced by something more powerful. It got us here, not get us there. And that's okay. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. You know, and this was one of the, one of the, you know, longest, it, it took me the longest time to understand anything that we consider negative, like a negative event is always, always a huge blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, as know. long as we're willing to dig into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Beautiful. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll see you soon. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> Beautiful. This was fun, right? Thank you so much for tuning in, and absolutely give us a review, a rating, wherever you listen to your podcast, whatever service you use to get your podcasts. Tell us what you think. Give us a rating. It's going to help us tremendously. And if you are an entrepreneur looking to boost sales, improve your marketing, but also build a business of true freedom and true success without overwhelm, without overwork, absolutely check out my app, my mobile app. It's called the Power Become Happy and Wealthy app, and you can find it on the App Store and on Google Play. Thank you so much, and I will see you soon.